Podcast Season 5, Episode 8, I believe. I'm Dan. I'm your host. How y'all doing, everyone? Welcome to the show. And we're, we're cooking on. We are now past the uh, halfway point of Season 5, and we are in 1978, actually. These are the first two episodes of 1978. The show still has a good, oh, year and a half to reign, along with Laverne and Shirley at the top of the charts. Uh, so we still got a lot of... Well, we still got a lot of happy days ahead of us, obviously. Um, we're, we're now... If, there are approximately 250 episodes, and in this one we are... Jeez Louise, I think we're talking like 101 and, and 103... Two? As aired? Because there were two hour-long ones. That some people count as two, but but we're we're, up, we're past the 100 uh, point at this point. Yes, so uh, in this episode, what are we talking We're talking Patsy Gets Pinned. Uh, directed by Jerry Paris, written by Fred Fox Jr. And uh, oddly enough, it's, it's funny because, of course, Fred Fox Jr. wrote the episode where Fonzie jumped the shark, and this has a sequence um, where um, uh, Potsy's terrified that he's going to get thrown into a lake because he doesn't know how to swim, and yet we saw him surfing and swimming and doing all sorts of stuff at the start of the season. <laughs> oh, Fred. And this episode aired January 10th, 1978. And then Joni's First Kiss, directed by Jerry Paris, and written by Barbara O'Keefe, January 17th, 1978. And let us dive right into the uh, the first one. Ponzi, Potsy gets Ponzi. <laughs> oh, boy. Potsy gets pinned. And this one, uh, there's a kissing booth at Arnold's for the March of Dimes. And there's a gal from college named Jen- Jennifer Jerome um, behind the uh, booth, and Potsy um, gets a free kiss from her because he, she thinks he's cute, and she actually asks Potsy out on a date, and they go on a date, and he falls in love with her instantly. And at first, he wants to marry her, and then uh, Howard, uh, Mr. C, um, talks him into just get, get, getting pinned instead. You know, giving her him his her frater- giving her his fraternity pin why can i say that sentence and um going from there and this of course leads to the maybe he's going to get thrown in the lake or whatever and then eaten by a shark i'm kidding of course so let's just have a little bit of music and i'll be on the other side to talk a little bit of potsy gets pinned
Well, I'll start off with uh, Chachi gets his uh, probably funniest moment yet, where he uh, he he shows up dressed as an old man with a big beard and glasses and a cane and a hat and tries to get a kiss from a Jennifer, uh, which is pretty amusing. Um, now he does seem to be when he's reaching up to try to put his arms around Jennifer. He does he does if you know his hands seem to align with her chest. So he does seem to be, uh, forgive me, doing a boob grab. But I know he's not. He's shorter than she is, much shorter, and he's reaching up for her. It just looks like, he looks like a, almost like a baby just reaching up for mama, you know. And um, uh, But so so Chachi gets that moment, and uh, the Fonz gets possibly my other favorite moment in the episode. There, there are some good ones in here um, where uh, uh, the, the March of Dimes lady is an older woman, and Fonzie snaps his fingers, and the young ladies come a running, and he kisses a few of them, turns around, and the the old lady's there, and all of a sudden he, he does a great take, gives her a kiss on the forehead, and he says, you know, his his snap knows no age limit. Um, the rest of the episode is yeah, Potsy um falling for Jennifer uh, Jerome, that's a character, um, who's supposed to she's like a Georgia Georgia Peach, their Southern Belle, and no, no one ever sort of asks her out, but but uh, actually Potsy doesn't either. He um. Uh, she has him out, and they uh, they fall uh, pr- pretty quick. According to um, now, I now I knew this, and I know that um, Jennifer will reoccur in a few episodes. Although oddly enough, not in the next one where Potsy gets in some making out. At least I don't think she was in the episode unless she was in disguise. Um, but uh, the 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 actually um, uh, Anson Williams and the actress here um, are, I believe. Let me see. I have her name written down. Lori Mahaffey, uh, they got married right after this. So that's that's pretty cool. I mean, that shows why he wants to get married to her so quick, because he's already planning on doing it. And, um, yeah, so that's, uh, you know, that's that's cool. And, um, you know, but but how is how is the episode? Um, overall, the episode is, um, the thing with Potsy wanting to get married to her after one or two dates is dumb, even for Potsy. And the pinning stuff goes on for a very long time and then there's like a huge um ceremony at the end where they like bring out risers and everyone's standing on them and they're all singing these songs about being being pinned and everything and um then then, yeah anson comes out and sings a bit and and then and and, um and laurie comes out and sings a bit and she sings as well as as he does and it's a lovely moment but it's also um (sighs) you know this was a time um when uh, variety shows were slowly shutting down on American television, this was the time of um, oh, this was it was actually a year or so before, but like the Pauline Halloween special and um, Mel and Susan together and Pink Lady and Jeff and the Brady Bunch Hour. You know, this was the time when um, the uh, the variety show was winding down, and there's something kind of very variety show ish about this that that we get like. 20 minutes and the whole thing into the episode and the whole thing was building towards um, this big sort of musical number with them it was all singing about them getting pinned um, I sure that I am sure that there are many people who find it delightful and charming and that's probably maybe that's what, exactly what happened circa 1959-1960 in colleges um, I find it a little tough to watch I find it almost a little embarrassing um, to watch um I, because I thought the way they described it, I thought it, I thought it was going to be like the movie Final Exam from 1981. In that one, and you're in the fraternity, and if you pin your gal, 
uh, and your guy and the guys of the fraternity find out about it, you get treed. After you get treed, they you know they 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 stop. Don't do it to you again. But you get treated. Basically, what that is is you get stripped down the underwear and tied to a tree in the middle of you know the the quad or whatever. And they um, they dump ice cubes down your underpants and spray you with shaving cream, and then uh, just leave you tied up there. And the only person who's allowed to untie you is your love. And that's the that's the point. Is it's um it's a, it's it's a little humiliation, but it's also like okay if if you, if you really truly love. If that's why you gave her the pin, she's going to come and free you. Like here, when they talk about throwing him into the lake, it would be something like they'll throw him into the lake and then she maybe has to go on after him. I, I know one of the big things here is that uh, get, sort of giving Anson Williams stuff to to, to sing. Um, that the um, recently there, I think there was a... I think it was an auction of some sort. Uh, he was, I think he was selling, or someone was selling their Happy Days memorabilia, and you can see it on YouTube. He has a discussion with um, uh, someone who's very knowledgeable about Happy Days and asks him about the singing. And he says, and I thought this was interesting, because like, what other job do you go to when you hear something like this, where one of Gary Marshall's things to the younger cast members was, hey, you know what? Um, you're surrounded by all these people doing all these interesting things you know learn a bit you know you want to come to the writer's room for a few days come on in see what we do you want to hang out with jerry as he's directing and setting stuff down he won't mind you know you want to just be on the set and see them put stuff together to whatever please do you know if there's something else you want to do please tell us and anson williams went to gary marshall and said he wanted to sing and i forget what the first song is that anson williams sings in the show but gary marshall said okay i'll let you sing in the show and it'll work for me either way because if you're great, that's awesome. We're pulling more viewers, and um, you know you could you could sing some more. If you stink, we'll get big laughs. And he sang, and he was great. And and so they set it up. So every he said every like two three shows, like three shows, he would do a song. And this, of course, obviously is one of them. And even he laughed at that single that they released from the. Um, I forget what the song, the graduation episode that, that he sings. Or was it the graduation episode? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, or was it the um, the uh, the fraternity boy episode? It doesn't matter. He he sang, he said that so it was like softly or deeply, deeply. That was it. And even he was like, oh, that was a bad one. Uh, but the inter- the interesting thing I found about it was that he he t- said how much he was making per episode at the time, and I'll be honest, I forget how much it was. I want to say it was like 1200 an episode and so they're doing like this season technically they're doing 27 episodes so you know that's 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 pretty darn good that's pretty darn good that's more than 30,000 in a 77 78 money which would be but I don't know in inflation a lot more um but the thing was I think he said 1200 or is it 2100 I forget but it was you know it's 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 a it's a good amount it was a good amount um circa circa 1977 he said the interesting thing was he got signed to um, an agency that would book him to do concerts. And so he would work on Happy Days all week, and then he'd go and do a concert over the weekend. And he said every concert was like $16,000. So I thought, hey, that's pretty sweet, Mr. Williams. Well done. But anyways, what was that tangent about? That, that was just to tell you I didn't realize why uh, Potsy began singing. At, at the same time that Potsy's character starts to become really stupid is the same time his character begins singing. Um, I don't know why they couldn't keep him the way he was in the first two seasons and have him sing, but um, that's, I guess, that's a bit too tough to write, I guess. And um, and I will say that, that the, um, 
the their 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 pinned musical number uh, takes place in sort of the courtyard in front of the sorority house, and it even looks like a set for a musical, like that big um that big uh, entrance way in the back and and the floor and everything. It looks like a big, we're you know we're going to throw a show kind of set, and I guess I should have known that a musical was going to occur or something musical was going to occur. Uh, anyways, let's. I do want to talk. I, I, I don't. I don't want to go too crazy here, but I will say, Ralph doesn't do a lot in this episode, but he does have a good run with a gal who never remembers his name, which I thought was amusing. And yeah, Potsy. It, it's funny with Potsy, isn't it? Because I, I, you know, I love a good dumb character in a show. You know, from a character like, um, I guess Norton in some ways in the Honeymooners. I guess Ralph could be kind of dumb too, but but Norton has, you know, being down the sewer all day, he has his own sort of kind of dumb way, all the way up to say like a like a Father Doom McGuire on Father Ted, um, just these really wonderfully dumb characters. We've had them throughout sitcom history, and Jethro Bodine, of course, is another great one. It, it's interesting because Potsy. I mean, do the, the the problem I have with Potsy since he's become dumb and he's becoming more dumb is that um, it's uh, you wonder why that happened. You know, you wonder how it happened exactly. I mean, um, uh, you know, the, the the characters have all shifted slightly from the way they were at the beginning. But Potsy, meaning was a smart guy and he had these schemes and he was going to do this, that, and the other thing. And always getting kind of Richie out and doing stuff and getting him in trouble and things. But then he just became dumb. And really dumb. And in this episode, the dumb gets in the way of some of it, I think. Um, just the way he acts with um, with uh, Jennifer. Um, his stupid thing about not being able to swim. The faces that he makes as he, when... He's sitting at the, he's sitting at Arnold's at the booth and he's having a milkshake and he's like making these sad and sighing faces and it's just like, are you okay? Did you get? Did he get? I mean, did he? Did he like try to ride the Fonz's motorcycle without a helmet and fall off, land on his head? Anson Williams is doing his best. I, I I I do like him and he does say some funny stuff. The characters is not getting too dumb for words, but it's just getting like, it's almost getting like annoying dumb do you know what i mean i mean there's dumb dumb which can make you laugh and then there's kind of annoying dumb where you're like you're serious with this oh lord and potsy is becoming that character and has been for the past season or two and um i'm trying to think of any other real dumb sitcom character who started i mean i know there are some characters who sort of started off dumb i mean look at look at look at uh, wkrp in cincinnati lonnie anderson's character i'm sorry i forget her name but in the beginning she seemed kind of like this ditzy blonde with the big boobs but then as the show goes on you know you, and you you learn more about her <laughs> it's clear that like she's the, kind of the most interesting character there sort of and uh, which is which is which is neat so so you can have like a dumb character who who it is revealed isn't as dumb as you think. I mean, I remember seeing something saying, like, you know, Ebb on Green Acres. It was kind of the dumb, slightly dumb farmhand and stuff. And not really. Not really. If you watch the show, in the beginning, he's the only one who knows how to do anything around the farm. And occasionally he'll say something dumb or, or maybe do something a little dumb. He, he gets, Ebb's problem is he gets over overexcited. And when he gets a thought in his head and he wants to get something done, he, he does dumb things. But his character himself, itself, is not dumb. Whereas, whereas Potsy, ever since they started referring to his dad, 
you know, so I'm sort of really hating him and wanting out of the house. Um, he's become dumb. I don't know, it's starting to make me tired, especially like the scene with, with Mrs. C when he goes to talk with Mr. C and, and Mrs. Mr. C is watching, um, tells you watching a baseball game. I forget what he's watching, a sporting event. And Patsy wants to talk, so he turns down the baseball game and says, so I can see it as you're talking to me. And then the first thing Patsy does is he gets up and he starts to emote and stands directly in front of the TV blocking it. It's like, oh, wow, I, um, geez, I, 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 uh, yeah, okay. Maybe in 1959 when this was meant to be set, that would have been a joke that drives everyone wild. But in uh, 1978, it's like, oh, boy. And then Patsy, like, standing around with a life preserver on. It's, um, he knows how to swim. If he he's so scared that he's gonna be thrown into this lake, and so he has this life preserver on underneath his his suit, then then why did he spend two f- full, technically three depending upon what you're watching episodes, to, uh, you know, in in a bathing suit with a surfboard by at the water at the ocean for flip's sake where there was a shark, that doesn't make any sense, and um, I mean I guess I could feel Potsy getting dumber and that's one of my problems, and I think. The, the tricky thing we have with Potsy is that the last, like, two seasons of the show, although he'll still be in the credits, he's barely in the show. We'll talk about that when we get to that, but that, that's always one of those weird things to be like, Ralph and Richie are obviously gone at one point, from one point on, but um, Potsy's always there, and yet he's not. So, uh, so, so let, me wrap up, let, me, let me wrap up my chatter on this one. Um, yeah, in the end, she gets pinned, and, and everything turns out okay. And the Fonz sits on a bench and watches all the guys in the risers um, sing. This is, this is. Um, I, 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 I'm kind of glad. Oh no, they're not risers. I'm sorry. I thought they were on risers. There's like a step up. There's like there's like two rows, and one of them standing. Uh, the first row is on the ground. The second one on these like um, st- a step behind them. I thought they were risers. I'm sorry, uh, my mistake. Um, regardless. Um, <laughs> It's funny. Do do I dislike the episode? No. Is it nice to see Potsy getting an episode to himself? Yeah. Would I prefer the original Potsy? Yes. Do I think this is great? Yeah. And I'll tell you one. Th- and I'll tell you the last thing that kind of that bugs me about the episode. No, no, not everything bugs me. I told you at the beginning what I liked. But another thing that really grabbed my attention is when I have said that. Richie, as as Patsy becomes dumber, Richie becomes more sort of annoying and selfish and rude. Welcome, welcome to the episode. Where we really see that. Uh, Lori Beth's in the kissing booth. Richie thinks he's she's been in there too long, and they get in a big argument. The whole episode is kind of like them arguing back and forth, and Richie whining, and and Lori Beth just wanting to help out with some kisses and saying it doesn't mean anything. And I mean, we can we can argue all you want about like you know maybe you know Richie's starting to grow up and he's he's learning you know that maybe this isn't as easy as he thought, but like. Just the way when Richie finds out she's been at the kissing booth for as long as she has been, just like the look on his face and such, is you you wanna you wanna punch him, is what you wanna do. And he gets worse as the episode goes along, and um, it's almost like, well, you know, we gotta give Ron Howard something to do. How about we just make him really annoying? I can get on board with that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too in depth into this, but um, because we'll we'll talk about it more in other episodes. But yeah, this is this is one of the first ones where Richie goes full on annoying with Lori Beth, and you can't imagine why she stays with him. Um, it just doesn't seem it seems like more hassle than it should be. 
but I will. I will stop. This is a Fonzie, Fonzie. But I will stop. This is a Fonzie themed episode, and um, Richie and Lori Beth are going to do whatever they do. And um, uh, you know, he got all those 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 talks from his dad. Did they nothing sort of accumulated in his mind that he's just part of me being a douche? Sorry, I'm going to stop talking right here. We're going to go on to the next one, which is Joni's first kiss. And in this one, uh, Joni is asked... Now, Joni, she's... I think she's a sophomore. We're still in the same year. She's a sophomore. Yeah, we're still in the same year. Because it was said very clearly that she was a sophomore as Richie is becoming a... Um, now, I, now I'm confused. Wait a minute. Don't Nobody move. Jeez, um, I thought she was a sophomore, but could she be... I don't think she's a junior. I think she's a sophomore. Now I'm confused. I I still thought she was in sophomore realm because doesn't she say that that she's she's a sophomore now, like when Richie graduates, she says, "Oh, Richie's in college, and I'm a sophomore." Yeah, so I'm gonna say she's still a sophomore, and this guy um, David, who's a junior, uh, asks her out, and he's got a car, and he's a hunk. And they spent a lot of the episode talking about a car date. She's going on her first car date. Her first car date. Did they use monorail previously when she went on dates? I don't. I don't understand. What is it? did they burrow underground? I. I don't fully understand that. Uh, were they van dates previously? Um, and I'm sure. Again, I had a brief look around to see if car date meant something. I, I couldn't find anything on it, but they keep bringing it up as if it did. So it definitely could be maybe something to say. Barbara O'Keefe, the writer or Jerry Paris or someone else experience when they were in school um, at this time. But yeah, she's going on a date, and Howard is not too happy about it, but he does agree. And um, uh, they end up at a party at uh, Potsy and Ralph's place, which was a Hawaiian party, but the heat is broken, and now it's an Alaska party. And the Fonz is there, and Richie's there with Lori Beth, and um, uh, Ralph and Potsy there. Potsy isn't there with um, Jennifer. He seems to be there with someone else, or just making out with someone else. And um, it's about sort of making sure that nothing untoward happens. And in the end, will Joni get her first kiss? Um, probably. Probably. Um, I mean, you think of, if you think about the title real quick, here, here's some music, and then I'll, I'll continue this on the other side. Before anything, Aaron Moran gets to say the uh, we we it was filmed in front of a live studio audience, which is cool. And she sounds very excited when she says it, which is cool. The thing that uh, makes me think that there there probably is this probably is going to be Joni's first kiss is the um, the fact that the episode is named Joni's first kiss. I know what you're saying, well, of course, damn. But you remember they can lie 
titles can lie. But at this time, no one would have known the title. The title doesn't show up on the screen. Um, and usually, if I remember correctly, TV Guide didn't give titles. So we didn't find out the title until... Oh, I don't know. There was never a Happy Days book or anything, was there? We didn't find out the title until, you know, titles started showing up probably when TV Land showed it in maybe the late 80s or something. This is Joni's first kiss. And the fact that they called it that, and no one but the writers and the cast and crew would have known that that was the title, to me says, yeah, Joni's going to get her first kiss in it. And, um... And it's a fun episode. Um, the 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 slight downfall of it again is Richie um, keeping an eye out on Joni and being overall annoying until the final scene. Um, he um, they they almost seem to put him now if um, if he's not uh, if he's not the lead guy they almost seem to be going out of their way to just make him really annoying. Um, I think like the next episode isn't Richie led the one after it isn't quite really either but it's like yeah sort of Richie who was kind of an interesting character in the first few seasons has become kind of obnoxious in the way that Potsy's interesting character for the first few seasons has become dumb and the way Ralph is nothing but a guy who keeps saying jokes and laughing at them and saying I still got it um the Fonz, um, the Fonz is still pulling through with some good stuff, though, as is Joni and Mr. and Mrs. C. Um, now, I'm not saying the guys are going to be stuck like this forever, but at this moment, um, ever since they got into college, kind of, they've been kind of stagnant, but not in the best way. Uh, in this one, the Fonz is with a bunny, like a Playboy bunny-type gal, who's, who's she's lovely, and she's got big ears, and um, she's clearly much, much taller than Henry Winkler, which is a lot of fun. And um, and he brings her to their party, which is always weird because it's kind of like a college party, and and she's a they're both like people working people, and they're both, it's 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 funny like um, you know when you think Laurel and Laurel and Hardy, when you think Laverne and Shirley, you know that's sort of the working class side of Milwaukee, and this is kind of the super waspy, um, whatever class all of these guys are. And um, the Fonz is sort of the bridge between the two shows. You know, it's uh, you know, it's uh, these three guys just goofing around, trying to just care about dates and and doing their college report and doing their fraternity stuff. And meanwhile, the Fonz is going on dates, but he's also doing his job, as is the bunny friend and Laverne and Shirley are doing their jobs, trying to make all their dreams come true. And uh, I I like I I like uh, I like that part of it still. I don't I don't mean to be getting down on Richie and and Potsy and such because there are some very funny moments in the episode like when they're trying to um keep uh keep Joni from getting too close to her date or anything like that there are some funny moments there's some good slapsticky moments and um you know the freezing cold uh party is is a fun idea um it's just uh it's just it's all a bit too predictable i think um, you know, Mr. C doesn't want her going on a car date. Mrs. C thinks it'll be okay. And in the end, Mr. C lets him go, but he's still like, what are you doing, Joni? That kind of thing, even out in the, how nice the guy, it doesn't matter how nice the guy is. And then there's this weird thing. How do they wind up? Because Joni doesn't take them to Ralph and Potsy's place for the party. Um, David takes her there. So, And no one else, apparently, at the party is it's it's all a college party 
except for this one guy, David, who brought his date, who happens to be the sister of one of the guys who's there. It's a bit weird. I wonder why they didn't just use Arnold's and have some sort of big like school, like a college, like a like a winter festival or something like that that they're all at. The fact that they go there is funny because we know the apartment is Ralph and Potsy's place, but it's just it's just so weird to me that, you know how, like I said, they're the they're the only high schoolers there. How did he get invited? It's never said how they got invited. It's just like oh they're here, and, you know Ralph and Potsy are never like why are they here. We, I, I certainly didn't invite Joni, and who invited who invited this guy? Anyway, Joni looks real cute. Her boyfriend looks really cute, and the episode has some good laughs in it, and it's it's all worth it for the last the closing scenes, with the first kiss, and the final chat with Richie, because all of Richie's um, all of Richie's kind of being a jerk, uh, are okay in the end right there. That final scene is is um is kind of is kind of lovely so um and it is nice some sort of portending of future future happy days chachi's in it briefly he has a scene where he uh well he has a scene where he comes in right when david is showing up and um and uh sees joni in her dress and you know you know he really uh is a is gaga for her but it's going to be a few years before um before that can come to anything, mainly because Scott Bayo is in other sitcoms and things at this time. Although I think Blansky's Beauties is canceled. Who's is uh, at this point? Who's watching the kids? Uh, is the next season, um, but um, regardless or irregardless, uh, it's overall. I think I think it's um, it's a good episode. Um, I I almost wish that they had left Richie out of it. I almost wish that they had let Joni and her boyfriend just go somewhere else. Um, because Richie is, um, Richie is, uh, he's really, he's really getting out of hand. Uh, so let me, let me, let me stop that. And so like I said, there are, there are some funny bits going on. Uh, and I don't mean Jerry Paris is really play, a strange placement of the camera during some of the living room, uh, dining room, kitchen scenes. Um, and again, that completely dark place at the top of the ceiling. Um, you would think like they have all these, like in the corner of the house, there are all these little lights that, that you know, point up towards the ceiling. You'd think they would light up towards the ceiling, right? Wouldn't they? I mean, wouldn't that be the point? Um I don't like I've got a lamp on right now right near me the lamps on a desk and I can see the light on the ceiling so why is the light from all of their sources of light in that room why don't they reach their ceiling and yet it's still so well lit I don't get it uh what is oh I I do I I will say that I do like the um I I do like the scene with the Fonz um and Richie pretending to be a date where Richie is the boy and Fonz is the girl. <laughs> there's, there's some, that That's pretty amusing. I mean, it's the sort of thing, um, you know, he's already jumped the shark and he's already dressed up as a sorority girl, so why not? I, I like the fact that the Fonz is now so comfortable with his family that he can just do very stupid stuff like this. You know, he's probably never, never been in a situation or relationship with, with a group of people where he could just be this dumb. And it's funny to see. And, of course, this is one of the um, episodes 
where it is cold out and I, I guess it's it's meant to be January or, or well there's there's no snow or anything there 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 would be snow but it's definitely it's definitely cold out and because the Fonz has his cool scarf on the whole time and when Ralph opens up the window in the apartment when the heat's off everyone's just freezing so it's definitely it's definitely I would say it's winter time in Milwaukee or if not winter time then um late autumn early spring well, one of the things I have uh, mentioned before is that the uh Joni, I think, will become, um, by the end of the series, kind of the main character in the show. With with the Fonz there too, but she does really become kind of become the main character of the show. You know, it's it's, you know, it's it's a sort of thing like if if her character hadn't gone to Chicago, Joni Loves Chachi wouldn't have happened. If her character didn't come back from Chicago um, to Milwaukee, Joni Loves Chachi wouldn't have ended. And she's the one who, um, not not yet, obviously, and it, it might not be for some time still, um, but, but there's a point where she, after Richie leaves, really, there, there's a point where she really does kind of become the main, um, the main character, I think. And seeing an episode like this with her going on the date and, um, is, uh, is, is really sweet episode. Um, if you, like I said, if you can set aside the Richie stuff, if you can set aside Mr. C, um, hating the idea at first when you know completely that he's going to love the idea and you can get to the final scene which we will talk about now which is um the kiss so he brings her home and mr and mrs c are upstairs and every like 30 seconds yelling jody come on up and he's trying to say goodbye to her and they're they're talking and it's really sweet and sort of innocent and i love the fact that his there 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 is a split second or two where you think okay this guy's too hunky He's either like doing this on a bet, or he's being a jerk, or he's he's stuck up or something like. That. But no, he's actually a really nice guy, and he likes Joni, and Joni likes her, and it's really sweet. And the fact that I don't think we ever see him again is too bad. It's it's too bad. He's Joni's first kiss. In fact, yeah. Um, in a few episodes, when we get to the Valentine's Day episode, she will have a new, very familiar looking boyfriend who's again only there for one episode um but but i do like him that's that's the weird thing about the david character is you know even even you you know if you've been watching the show for 100 episodes you saw Joni when she was the, the kid i mean she was what um uh I, I don't know what what age was she meant to be like um uh like 11 12 when when the show started and so you know even i you know feel a little protective and so when this guy showed up and he's got his oh, lovely hair and he's like, yeah, I've got a car. Yeah. Um, of course, Richie had a car when he was a senior too. So so having a car, um, it is a boy and girl thing at the end of the day. The Mr. C, you know, admits that Richie got to do stuff um, before um, uh, Joni because he was a boy. I think that happened with my family too. I think, actually, it was, it was tricky because by the time... By the time my sister got to the point where, like, in the second half of high school where she'd be staying out late and going on lots of dates and things, I was away at college, so I never actually knew what went on. Um, but I think that sort of thing happened with my family. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, I guess, I guess, I don't know, I guess it's understood the dad not, you know, being a little more um, sort of possessive of his daughter than the son, you know. Um, remembering what uh remember who is Potsy making out with at this party and why is it not the woman he got pinned to in a very elaborate 
ceremony the episode before. I don't care if the episodes are shown out of order. Um, that's a, that's a, to me that's a no no. Uh, anyway, yeah, the final the the final scene and and when they kiss, it's real cute. And then um, they just do that thing where it's like he he doesn't he doesn't say to her, "Do you want to go on another date?" It's just like as they're being yelled at from upstairs, he um, he's uh, he's sort of like, oh, "Okay, I'll see you at school." And they kiss again, and then he leans and gives her another kiss, and it's all so sweet. It all looks it's very very much the way I remember sort of my first kiss being and then Richie comes home and they have a really sweet conversation it ends with a funny joke and them chasing each other up the stairs and, and Mr. C comes down and then they kind of go up the stairs with him and it's it's all ends like the whole episode is worth it for the last three to four minutes and and maybe the, maybe that's the way it should be you know we for the first 20-21 minutes we get some good laughs um, uh, and then the last few minutes we get some we get some 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 sweetness, some poignancy, which is not um, very special episode, which is not facts of life, which is not syrupy. This is before um, that kind of junk happened with sitcoms. It would be a few years before the very special episode. Shona, <coughs> Joni gets her first kiss in a very special episode of Happy Days. No, it was just the next episode of Happy Days. You know, and I think in the next season, isn't it, Joni starts smoking? Joni starts smoking in a very special episode of Happy Days. No, it was just, that was the next episode. Everyone was growing up, everyone was going through certain phases and certain things and certain stuff, and now you go here, and this happens, and then this happens, who is Potsy with? Sorry. And, um, why isn't the carpet on Ralph and Potsy's floor large? Yeah, who is that woman? That's not, that's not... Yeah, okay, so let's wrap this up. And I, I guess it's it's funny because I... Do you all remember your first kiss? Your first proper kiss? Your kiss that wasn't like... I mean, I had kisses when I was like in grade school or like like middle school. Where it was like, oh, you know, kind of things, um, which were... There was... Um, they were sweet. You didn't know what you were doing. I, I remember like uh, seventh grade was the f- one of the... No, no, I got earlier than that like second or third grade uh, the occasional looks but, but you didn't know what you were doing when you kissed you know you you kissed or I ki- you know you would kiss the way you kissed your relatives you would be like <laughs> and it wasn't like yeah la, 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 you know something like that and even like I remember there was a gal in in seventh grade who uh, we had like one of those weird I we I used to have, I had a ton of these in, in school like one of those weird like three or four day romances where you suddenly, someone who you, you're in school with every day, you fall in love, and then like three or four days later, it's over. And But I, but I remember very clearly, like, everyone leaving class one day, and um, yeah, her, uh, and I, ju- I just went in there to get my coat, and she was there, and she uh, she was putting on lip gloss, and uh, she had me come on over, and she gave me a big kiss. And I didn't know what to do, and I felt strange emotions and tinglings, and, you know, my... Um, you know, my school uniform may have shifted in ways that it hadn't before. But it wasn't really until... Jeez. Um, it wasn't really until uh, my summer between my junior and senior year that I had my first big kiss. But that that was not with a girlfriend. That was with a friend. Um, and I remember we were at a... We were sort of at a party. And uh, we had... Uh, it was at Eric Zidell's house... 
and we had a bunch of we we would always run a lot of horror movies and we would show them and we had horror movies playing I don't know like um, Neon Maniacs and Faces of Death three I don't know what was going on we'd always have we'd have movies playing and um, everyone there was a couple and um, and they'd all kind of split off and gone to various rooms in the house because it was a real big house and um, but there was one gal there who was a gal that I won't I won't say her name but she was a gal that I had liked. But my friend had been going out with, and they'd sort of kind of broken up, but they'd get back together in a day or two kind of thing, you know. But she was kind of there on her own, and I was there on my own, and we were watching movies. And she was in an enormous dad-sized, easy, you know, lazy boy chair, and I was sitting on a couch, and I went to make us more popcorn. And I came back to give her the popcorn, and she was, she was like sitting in this big dad-sized chair, and she was, she was... I was um I was seventeen I think she was fifteen, um maybe sixteen, uh and uh, I just I remember kind of mentioning like how um uh how you know you, you guys some something stupid like oh you, you could put like three of you in that seat you know Eric's dad must be huge and she wanted to join me and I said oh no I'll go to the couch and she kind of grabbed my arm and and yanked on my arm to. Uh, to uh, you know, just playfully pull me down on the chair with her, and I kind of lost my balance. And I kind of fell in her lap, and I was like, "Okay, well, let me get out of your lap because I'm a little too large." I was like, "Okay, well, da da da." And we we chatted for a bit from that position, and then uh, the next thing I knew, we were making out. And uh, like I said, I only had a, a little kiss here and there, but this was full on, like probably for about 15 minutes, we made out, and it was one of those things where it was really nice. We both had a good time. Uh, at the end of the making out, I stood up, offered her some popcorn. A few minutes later, one of the couples came down from upstairs, asked how the movie was. We said, fine. I don't think we ever mentioned it again. That doesn't mean we didn't make out at least one one or two more times in the future. But um, but that was that. And, um, and the thing is, you get to taste for it. And you're like, oh, I would like more of that, please. Unfortunately, it would be... Um, like four months before uh, I, I actually had a proper uh, smooch with a gal I was uh, started to go out with. Like, and it's very much it's similar to what Joni and, and her guy have here. You know, it's like uh, we went on our first date. Actually, no, we went on our first date and there was no smooch. And then we kind of hung out the next day. We went to see Jacob's Ladder. It was the, the fr- uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving, 1990. And... Both, we were both seniors. We went to see Jacob's Ladder. We hung out together with a bunch of friends on Sunday. And then Monday, she kind of um, called me when I got home from school and asked me if she could come pick me up. We could go for a drive. And we went for a drive. We got something to eat. And we ended up uh, on a pier by a, a, underneath a lighthouse. Not underneath a lighthouse, you know, next to a lighthouse. We weren't... We, we found ourselves... We found ourselves... After after having uh, after having dinner at Vic and Irv's, we found ourselves buried under a lighthouse. Now, you know, standing next to a lighthouse, and there was no light going at the time, and we just started talking. The next thing I know, we started kissing. And we... We, we started up the pier as just two people who liked one another, and then we left the pier, like, having kissed a lot and being boyfriend and girlfriend. So that was, I call that my, my first kiss rather than the other one. That's my first make-out session. This was my first proper kiss. And so um, so I, I sort of saw the way, um, I mean, the good thing then was we saw each other every day at school. So, um, 
that was cool and so it wasn't a question of when should we meet up next well it was you know it was like well we'll see each other tomorrow okay and we'll figure out what to do from that that was a monday when we did this so it was like we weren't really going to get together until like friday or saturday which we did um and it was great and uh yeah so that's why I like this episode. I, I think I think I think the part the bit where it goes wrong is if this were done later on, and the focus would have been on Joni and her boyfriend, which would have been Chachi. In fact, the episode where they have their first date, the focus is on them. So I think this would have been an episode, better episode if the focus was on Joni and her boyfriend rather than all the shenanigans around them. Because it seems to be just delaying. It, it, I feel like we could get to know the guy better, and we'd like him more. Because Joni really seems to like him, and when he's about to kiss Joni, and after he kisses Joni, he really, he's kind of in cloud on cloud nine. Both of them are, and it's really sweet. And so I think the problem with this episode is that it focuses on the wrong thing, which can happen in sitcoms and shows like this sometimes. And there are times when you have a premise and you focus on the wrong thing and it's fine there are other times where you wish you sit there going okay can we get back to that now can we return to that now and you know i'm not saying it's like the hulk sort of thing where you watch an episode of the incredible hulk and you go can we get the hulk please can we get the hulk please um but it's almost like that you know can we get more of Joni and her boyfriend please can we get more of them can we get because if it's if that story is told well it's something that a lot of people are going to recognize and hopefully have some fond nostalgia for and and enjoy watching and but we really don't get that until the very end and the rest of it is sitcom shenanigans which i guess is why the show was so highly rated um but i would have liked it if it was more it calmed down the shenanigans. It was more human for a bit. But I'll stop talking because I've been going on this for a while. Uh, that was, yeah, that was that was uh, Joni's first kiss. And Pazzi gets pinned. Um, it, it, important for the, the titles show you exactly why these things are important. Um, not, like I said, Joni's boyfriend will not return. But Pazzi's girlfriend will. And Richie will continue to be annoying. Uh, the next episode is... Uh, <laughs> is Marion's misgivings and Richie almost dies I like that it's, it's almost like I am not Spock and then like 30 years later Leonard Nimoy publishes I am Spock Richie almost dies season 9 Richie dies Richie dies in the end but that's the next one it's Mary's, Marion's misgivings and Richie almost dies and oh yes um, uh, the return of a the return of a, a, a character we never thought we'd see again so when, when I say stuff like this character, we'll probably never see them again. Sometimes we do see them again. And this will be cool. So uh, join me for the next episode, everyone. And, um, and be good to yourself. And why not sit down today and remember your first kiss? Gosh, I hope it was a good one. I hope I am not opening up wounds in any of you where you want to eat a bag of razors. Um, I just want you to be happy. Have happy days, you know? So... I'll talk to you guys next time. Uh, be well, be safe, and listen to this. Happy days, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days.